Welcome back to the Brother, Brother, Brother podcast. We are in the Sweet 16. Uh, these are the bands that made it through the uh, wars and have, have come out the other side. So um, we're going to dive right in uh, to the first matchup in the round of uh, the Sweet 16, and that is the Beach Boys versus the Eagles, the Battle for California. And um, I don't know, I'd almost, uh, I'd almost pose uh, a question of this. Uh, Eagles Greatest Hits is the best-selling record in the history of America. Um, I am not a fan of the uh, Greatest Hits album, so I'd almost say, are we, you know, it, does it come down with these two bands with a huge catalog? Does it come down to Pet Sounds versus the Eagles Greatest Hits? You guys tell me. I think that's I, a I pretty think... satisfactory way of looking at it. Yeah. I mean, at the yeah. end of the day, you, you know... Both of these bands were really prolific. The fans of these bands, who are uh, huge in number, would would definitely look at you know their full body of work and say, "Oh, it's all amazing! You need to listen to all of it." And the people who sort of casually listen to them would say, "Wow, Pet Sounds is really good." And uh, on the other side, they would say, "Wow, Eagles Greatest Hits is really good." Um, you know, I think I think in that respect, sort of distilling this down to its core, which is like if, if each band got to put one album out there. And say seriously, tell me, uh, you know, tell me, like, tell me that anything you've done is better than this. Um, I think those are the albums they would choose. That said, I think as far as you know, cultural impact is concerned, I, it's I don't know, it's it's tough. It's it's like I, I sort of want to I sort of want to lean Beach Boys, but probably that's only because they've been around longer. Um, go ahead. Well, listen, the Beach Boys' greatest hits was no slacker when it came to sales. But here's my question. You know, I mean, I think the, you know, the Eagles' popularity is in large part based on the fact that they have a fan base who relies on a greatest hits album. Um, that, you know, for whom, you know, I always used to, the difference between somebody who has their taste in music and somebody who... <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, wow. That was such a fucking, like, yeah, good, like, subtle dig. Well done. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's okay. you know, I mean, I, I you know, I would... Uh, I would impugn any anybody who owned more than 10 uh, Greatest Hits albums in, in the height of their record collection. So um, that's my argument um, against the Eagles. Uh, I think the, you know, I think the, um, the genuine virtuosity, the genuine brilliance of an album like Pet Sounds uh, just sort of, you know, wipes uh, whatever uh, mark the Eagles might have made um, you know, right off the court on your toilet bowl. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, it's interesting to me though. Like, I when I think about the actual Eagles sort of discography, I, I always struggle to identify. I mean, Hotel California is of course held at like as it's a, their signature. Yeah, that's yeah. that's exactly right. And you know, if it weren't, <laughs> it, it's really tough for me because we just we get off on the wrong foot when I'm when I'm having you know like in that in my relationship with that album because I just hate the song Hotel California. Um, but you know, with that being the opening track, it's, it's tough to, it, it was always tough for me to get past it. Um, but look, the rest of the album is, is outstanding. There's no question. Um, I like, I think my favorite song is, is definitely, uh, off their first album, which is probably, you know, it's pretty uneven. Um, I guess my question is like, did the Eagles benefit from just sort of, you know, what, like what their first album came out in what, 73, 72? Uh, um, a little later, I think even. Um, and then their, what, their last one basically was like 79, something like that. Yeah, it was, I mean, uh, 
in the long run, or I think, or yeah, uh, yeah, I think that I think that was the last one in the long run. Um, so that was like seventy nine. So I mean, I guess the the point being, like, uh, these guys. I mean, look, I've heard the same argument made about Led Zeppelin, which is basically they hit the absolute pinnacle of, like, album sales. Like, yeah. you are never going to find an era where people are buying more We're more dependent based on popular music yeah, than, than this one. So, you know, I think the fact that they're... And, like, they were dominant in the, like, sort of ecosystem of American music at that point. Um, they were broadly appealing, but... I think their critics, and I would be one of them, would say they're broadly appealing because they're kind of a lowest common denominator. Yeah, I mean, I think yeah. they're I think they're a wildly talented bunch of guys. Um, it was a I math just, reference, by the way. Yeah, thank you. Uh, now we're all scrambled, but um, you know, I, I think twenty six million albums sold is also a math. Uh, is a shut the fuck up about your lowest common denominator statement? Yeah. yeah. Well, no, fair I, I, but I did. You know, I I don't think. You know, I I really think uh, the Eagles, you know, took uh, what the Birds had done with Sweethearts of the Rodeo and what, you know, Grant Parsons had done with his solo records and sort of, you know, brought it to the mainstream. They were Linda Ronstadt's backing band um, and they went out on their own. It was it was sort of in the ether in California to do this melding of of, um, you know, traditional southern uh, music with uh, rock and roll. Don Henley is a Texan. Um, you know, I don't think it's, I don't think it's illegitimate how they got there. I just don't think that creatively uh, they achieved the pinnacle that the Beach Boys did. Uh, the Beach Boys had their, had they only been the Beach Boys of you know Surf Sun, blah blah blah. I don't think they'd be in this conversation. But Pet Sounds is is remarkable. Well, not yeah, I'm shocked we're giving the Eagles this much airtime, to be honest. I mean, look, they're a good band. They were huge. They certainly had an impact on American music and, and kind of that sort of mainstreaming of, of country and country rock and country-influenced uh, music. Um, you know, they brought that Laurel Canyon sound to the masses. But, I mean, we're talking about a band in the Beach Boys that, you know, pushed the Beatles to create Sgt. Pepper. And, and you know, I, I just... I, I think this one's a no-brainer, and we're talking way too I, much about the Eagles. Yeah, I, <laughs> you're right. I, I generally, I, I do generally agree with you. I just my, my one point is, you know, that that America is a country that that prides itself on its democracy. Um, Not and, anymore. Yeah, exactly. Um, so <laughs> fuck all that. But anyway, um, no. But I mean, you know, I just I think that the reason the Eagles deserve this much discussion is basically, it, I mean, it's it's album sales, it's commercial success, it's the fact that they. Um, they are so yeah. They are so huge. They did. They deserve to be recognized for that. Um, I would say though, it's. I just want to add about the Beach Boys. Uh, my rationale isn't exclusively for Pet Sounds. I mean, I think today Summer Days um, are also like phenomenal stand-up albums in their own right that really mm-hmm. do rival some of the best stuff that that was coming out in that era anywhere in the world, not just in the United States. So anyway, with that, no, I, I agree with you. I would just say I would I point to that as a tiebreaker. Yeah, clean sweep. I think so. Uh, I think so, definitely. Yeah, for me, Beach Boys. Yeah. I I love the colorful clothes you wear And the way the sunlight plays upon her head She's giving me the excitation. 
All right, next up is uh, Sly and the Family Stone versus Creedence Clearwater Revival, uh, Battle of the Bay Area. Um, I I will defer to either of you to, to take up this conversation. This is this Jeremy? one's brutal. Sure, I'll, I'll give it a shot. I mean, I think I have to go back to just when it gets this tight, I really uh, kind of have to go back to the criteria, and, and they both kind of nail it on all, all, uh, all facets. So you've got, you know, both bands had a huge cultural impact. Um, you know, I may give the, the edge to Sly again just because I think Sly melded so many different uh, sounds, was a multicultural band in itself and its makeup, and... Uh, and you know, just kind of crossed a lot of, of a lot of boundaries and, and broke a lot of boundaries, I should say. Um, at the time, you know, influence. I think both bands are hugely influential. Influential. Both bands, obviously, you know, came to play and, and were great musicians, great live acts. Um, God, this is a tough one. You know, this is, this is one of the hardest <laughs> matchups I think that we've had yeah. so far. Yeah, because I mean, they are so perfectly matched. You know. Um, yeah, and really kind of the same era, too. You know, I think Sly went on a little longer, but... Um, same neighborhood, same yeah. everything. Um, you know, I, I'm going to go both ahead have, and... Both I mean, have awesome names. Yeah, what do you guys... I mean, do you guys want to talk... We've talked about both bands kind of in the past. I mean, where are you leaning, when? Uh, am I going to cast my vote? Yeah. I, I'm casting my vote for Sly and the Family Stone. Christian... I think the singular genius of the man Sly um, really did extend beyond uh, beyond the music itself. I mean, beyond their own their own sort of discography. I mean, that guy, like, he did so much in the studio that really like broke down uh, broke down doors for for other artists for for years to come. I, I think I've got to go with Sly, but damn, I love CCR. I do too. Yeah, me too. And I'm going to go with Sly, though, as well. I just, uh, I, all the things you guys said, and but, I agree. Yeah, exactly. I feel like, you know, I feel like a clean sweep here isn't representative of the fact of exactly how tight this game was. No, there's definitely nail marks in the dirt dragging us over the cliff to uh, this. But uh, I think uh, CCR, you know, I mean, I love them. Uh, that you know, that's a I, you know the I, I, and also both bands. I think their dissolution uh, in both cases was just so painful and sad. Um, where uh, you know I, I, it's it's a shame that both had to end the way that they ended. Um, well, let's take a break and we'll come right back. Too long 
Welcome back to the Brother, Brother, Brother podcast. We are in the round of the Sweet 16, and uh, a lot of difficult decisions being made, a lot of uh, bands going home that uh, have no business uh, packing it in, but c'est la vie. And uh, our next matchup is a a battle of the Southeast. It's uh, Leonard Skinner versus R.E.M., two very different bands, and I know that my two brothers in this case are on very different sides of the fence, so I'm going to play jury. I want you guys to play uh, prosecution and defense. Uh, I'll let, uh, I think I'll let Christian go first on the Skinner front. Sure. Um, you know, I think the, the my, my summation here um, is that I think uh, I think Skinner was the plugged-in Marshall stack, you know, um, like a full-throated squall of, uh, of, of, you know, Southern rock and country rock, Southern boogie and, and country rock. I mean, I think these guys, these nailed, uh, they absolutely nailed what, what the Allman Brothers got started. Um, they really defined it as a, as a standalone genre. Uh, they had, uh, you know, two absolutely outstanding albums and, and many more after that that were pretty damn good as far as I'm concerned. Um, so, you know, similar, similar matchup in terms of, uh, quality albums versus, you know, a, a tapering off, although I don't think anybody, uh, tapered off quite, quite as badly as R.A.M. did. Um, but, uh, but, you know, I, I think these guys, like, they, they really are, uh, yeah, they really are defining of an American genre, a purely and thoroughly American genre. So, um, I'm, I'm basically playing the Patriot card again for the third time in a row. <laughs> when you die, it's hard to taper off. But um, I'm going to go, you know, counter that great band, you know, I agree. But I think uh, not nearly as, as kind of unique and as original as R.E.M. was, especially in the early days. And R.E.M. Yeah, why don't you move to Radio Free Europe? From <laughs> Athens, Georgia, you know, really created college rock, kind of blended that Birds kind of Rickenbacker guitar sound with, you know, the South and then sort of the Southern Gothic you know, had great haunting kind of uh, lyrics and, and the sound, really kind of uh, obscure songs early on. I mean, a lot of their videos didn't even have them in them. They were just sort of, you know, landscapes of the Southeast. Um, I don't think there's a better run from the 80s than uh, Murmur, uh, Reckoning, Fables, and Life's Rich Pageant. I mean, I Where would you are, say you the know, cutoff is for, for R.E.M.? So it's it's funny because I, I I think they went through a gap period. So those are the best albums, and then they lo- a lot of people love you know Document um, Green um, and Out of Time. Not I don't I don't I, I mean I can make a, a slight case for songs off those albums, um, but not my favorite albums. And I thought Automatic for the People was another four star album for them that came out later. And then so once Barry the, left the, the band. <laughs> After Once Barry left the band, um, you know, I think that's when they became a you know three piece. I think I think that's when they kind of lost their their uh, their mark. And you know, I think fame does it to people. REM got massively huge, and and you know, they became kind of more wrapped up in the cause or, or whatever Michael Stipe was kind of promoting at the time. Um, I think early on they truly were a band. You know, they were they were a unit. And uh, after they became kind of individuals, or at least he did. I'm not going to blame everything on Michael Stipe, but. You know, like a lot of bands, you know, you get, you get very successful and then, you know, you kind of mail it in. It's, um, it's, so it's really funny to listen to this in, in national terms because I, I'm actually, I, I, I just wanted to put the question to you guys. Like, has anybody ever thought, has anybody ever made the comparison that, you know, 
REM is sort of like the American Smiths, or that there are at least a huge number of parallels in terms of sort of atmospherics and uh, politics and sort of evolution and you know arc of development that kind of sure thing. at the at the time they were so uh, of the same time that yeah they were very much one was the American one was the British they just they feel um, like the similar they they sort of they sit in the same place uh, in, yeah and they also were that kind of you know a little bit. Um, Let's say sort of the you know college kids and they're you know educated, but at the same time had had a lot of mass appeal. I mean, REM was that band that kind of broke out of the college scene before anybody else. And they also look you know in a sea of and you know this is something that you know we just have so much access to music today. For myself growing up, and I think a lot of people you know that that didn't love you know sort of hair metal and didn't love you know Paul Abdul pop or whatever it was on um, this band really kind of spoke to you I mean you're like all right these guys are, are doing something different and um, and so you know look I think REM is just as American uh, you know they don't necessarily wrap themselves in stars and bars like uh, Leonard Skinner whoa, but uh, you know yeah, it's, it's not, yeah. I, don't, I don't think we need to get into a flag measuring contest here <laughs> But uh, they are just as American as anyone else. So uh, and I'm going to go REM for this yeah, one. Yeah, the, the one thing I would say that, uh, you know, always disappointed me a little bit about REM um, was that uh, when the, you know, when the uh, a call came for a band like U2, who was also on the same trajectory uh, time-wise, you know, when it came for them to become rock stars, they were rock stars. And I always felt like REM kind of... Um, were reluctant rock stars, but not in the right way. It was like they they wanted to be. They were ambitious, certainly, but they didn't really own. You know, they didn't have the swagger um, to be rock stars, uh, which was always, like I said, a little bit disappointing. Um, they they was sort of a half. You know, when somebody when one guy was experimenting with makeup, the other guy was wearing a nudie suit. Um, you know, they never really sort of put it together. Um, I think they were fairly self conscious, and that's the whole. You know. Uh, well, I don't think their of... best stuff was their rocking stuff, and that's what they tr- when they had the call to be rock stars, they tried to, I think, rock out more. And I think like the Smiths, like you said, you know, they were more of like a melodic, um, you know, kind of off tempo, interesting band. So yeah. Anyways, well, my uh, vote is REM. We know what Christian's vote is. When I'm gonna go with Skinnerd. Yes. Uh, I'm gonna go with Skinnerd. <laughs> I. Uh, I think, you know, and, and I hate to say it, but I think they might have benefited from an early demise. I think R.E.M. stuck around way too long, and uh, I love them very much. And like a lot of bands in this round, it's just going to be painful to say goodbye. But uh, I think Skinner, when you're talking about American rock band, they are American rock band. So Good riddance, anyway. R.E.M. Later, guys. <laughs>
next uh, matchup is uh, uh, the final one for this day. Um, and it's, uh, uh, again, it's going to be one of those ones that pains Jeremy to death and me to death. Uh, I don't know where Christian stands on it, but it's Wilco versus the Pixies, uh, two bands that we love. So um, I think actually Jeremy and I are, will make our cases, and then I, I'd like to see Christian decide. I'll, I'll uh, adjudicate, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going to take the Pixies here. You take Wilco. Sure. Um, you want to go first, or sure? I, I um, yeah. Well, and this I, is also I, civil as uh, as would be appropriate to the two bands involved. So yeah, no, I, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna just reiterate the the um, uh, very succinct argument I made for the Pixies in the last round, which is that the uh, you know there there are three great um, releases, uh, two good releases, but what I would say is that. Um, actually, no, you know, and I'll personalize it. Nobody changed my way of thinking about music the way the Pixies did. Um, and I would say I love Wilco, but Pixies have the higher heights, and Wilco has a consistent and very good um, catalog. Uh, they score a lot of points for longevity, but the Pixies have the highest heights for me of any band probably in. Uh, um, in my uh, uh, the the time that I was able to really make distinctions about what was great and what was, so um, I'm going to go Pixies. <laughs> God, you just made my Pixies argument for me as well. Um, I'm actually, you know, as much as I, I love Wilco, I, I agree, and I, I think they're a super American band, and I, I think they're one of the best American bands, and I think they're going to continue to make great albums. To be honest, I, I've always been on Pixies for this one as well, and just for the same reasons you said, when. So if I do uh, making a Wilco argument right now is going to be empty. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think at the, at the end of the day. Um, I, I think about this in terms of what band I would want to represent us overseas. Um, if I were to pick one of these bands to be the ambassadors of the United States to, um, you know, uh, to, to teach people about American music, um, I, you know, it, it's tough. It's a toss-up in that respect because I think that, that Wilco is closer to uh, the sort of traditional roots of American music. Um, but at the same time, I think that you know the the Pixies are are definitely the badasses that I want to that I want to send out to the world and say, hey, by the way, this is what we're doing. Um, this is the direction it went. This was the choices. You know, this is the choice we made. Um, and you know, in that respect, I, I think in the interest of being forward looking and and you know and sort of progressive and adventurous in, in terms of music taste, I think the Pixies are are the band. You know, we've got to pick, and I think it's going to be a clean sweep here. Um, but Maybe the here here's a different way of posing the question. If if the question were the best representative of American music, it might be Wilco. Um, but the question is, what is the greatest American rock band? And it's gotta be the Pixies in this contest. Yeah. I agree. Yep. So I think it's a clean sweep for the Pixies. They're moving on.
we're going to uh, sign off for now, and um, we'll be back tomorrow with the second half of our Sweet 16 round uh, with some terrific matchups um, from Jeremy and Christian and I. Thanks so much. That's it for this episode of Brother, Brother, Brother podcast. Many thanks to Simon Doom for our intro music, Hair of the God, and to our heroic producer, Damian Kendall. You can learn more about the pod at brotherpod.com. Tweet our mistakes and your recommendations and follow us on Twitter and Facebook. And it's extremely helpful if you rate and review us on iTunes. Until next time, on behalf of Jeremy Sartori and Christian Lewis, thank you for listening.